On today's show, we'll expose four retirement truth bombs and offer some ways to prepare for them. It's all about your retirement. You're going to want to have an additional check to come in to maintain your lifestyle. For the retirement referees, Steve Caruso knows all the plays of the game. One thing we know for sure is that life isn't static. Retirement doesn't have to be complicated. Things are going to happen to you over the course of your retirement. Whatever the future, planning is key. The easiest way to make decisions from strength is to have money to fall back on. Welcome in to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Welcome, everybody, to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. It's the show where we blow the whistle on financial fouls. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. And having a good Sunday today, Steve. How are you today? I'm great, Teresa. Uh, wonderful Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, to everyone out there and... Get a lot of going to jam packed with a lot of information today. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Should mention that Steve is a fiduciary with over two decades of experience. You can also check out his website, laurelwealthsolutions.com, and also president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions. You've got offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard, so that that's uh, that's important to know as well. And we talked about retirement truth bombs at the beginning of the show. And to truly enjoy a retirement, you have to plan and plan carefully. Um, we're going to break down those uh, retirement truth bombs right now to keep in mind to avoid a financial crunch down the line. First one is your living costs may not go down all that much. And this is this is one that um, gets a lot of people because a lot of people think that once they retire that they magically start spending less money. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, why would you think that? I mean, um, sure, you're going to have less commuting costs, right? You're not going to be taking a train into work, but you're going to have the same amount of other expenses, whether it be you know, you know, for your home or medication. Or food, right? And so any of us that worked from home during the pandemic probably saw our food bill actually go up, not down. Um, think the same thing kind of happens when you retire, right? Because you're you have more of hours in the day to spend, so you tend to graze a little bit more and maybe eat a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you don't have a plan in place on how you're gonna spend those hours in your day. And so what they've done is they've done countless studies on this. And what they've found is that spending actually kind of surges in the first few months of retirement because you have um, you have all this extra time that you're now trying to fill. And so for most retirees, initially, their, their spending spikes and it's above their pre-retirement level. And then it kind of drifts down as they get kind of accustomed to the lifestyle change. The other thing that kind of happens in retirement is that you, a lot of times early in retirement, you're going to do some of those bucket list type things like travel. um, And you're doing that on a much more increased basis than what you would have been doing pre-retirement. And then also, um, that's a time where a lot of people make housing related decisions, meaning they may move to a different part of the country, or they may downsize. And you would think, well, that's going to reduce my expenses. But actually, initially, it's going to increase your expenses, because you're going to be buying furniture, you're going to be getting the new place set up the way that you want. And so your expenses, um, tend to go up in retirement, not down. And you can put yourself in a situation where you have a cash crunch if you don't if you don't plan carefully. 
Yeah. So that the word plan comes to mind, and, and that's so important to keep remembering that you got to have one. Um, also, too, when I see some people try to do this, and it's definitely not easy. You cannot live on Social Security alone. Yeah, no, very, very difficult unless you're really willing to uh, tighten the belt strap, as they say. But um, <clears throat> you may be planning to mostly rely on your Social Security benefits to stay afloat in retirement. But in reality, those benefits are only going to replace about 40% of your paycheck. So if you're an average earner, you know, someone like we, like we just discussed, you have your living expenses going up. And um, now you only have the same amount of income from Social Security. So you have that um, 1543 a month, say, uh, if you're the kind of the median worker. Um, and you have to try and live on that. And for most people, that's very, very challenging to do. And so you're going to need to convert your other assets. Hopefully you have other assets and you've done an appropriate amount of retirement savings, but you're going to need to convert part of that into something that's going to produce you income. Yes. Yes, definitely important. And our next one, you know, we hear this figure quite a bit and, you know, a million dollar nest egg may not be enough for you. One million dollars. Of course, that's <laughs> Dr. Evil from Austin Powers, but... Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, you'd think that retiring with a cool million dollars in your name would guarantee you some financial security during retirement, but um, that money doesn't go as far as you might expect it. So if you think of the rule of thumb that a lot of these kind of cookie cutter portfolios are based off of the 4% rule, um, which, you know, experts have have recommended um, as kind of a rule of thumb, which is not necessarily the best withdrawal rate, but just let's use that as a ballpark figure um, for this example. If you that would give you forty thousand dollars of retirement income, and so if you if if you have that and your social security, and let's just say going back to the previous example, your social security was fifteen forty three a month. You're living on less than five thousand dollars a month, which um, you know is a, a pretty modest retirement, uh, and you know so most people wanted probably live a little bit better than that. In fact, if you probably look at your spending right now um, and you were to actually really look at what went in into your bank account and what went out the door, you're probably spending more than that. And so, um, you know, determining the right amount of assets and then overlaying them with your lifestyle. Again, we talk a lot about planning, but this is one of those things where you need to have a well-defined goal and have to have a pretty good projection of what your spending is going to be because what your spending is going to be is, de- is going to be the determinant in how much money you really need to have saved. Okay. Good points. Good points to make, you know, cause the money, it's not going to, you know, like you said, things are so different now, what they're going to be in the future too. We've got to take all that into mind and the number to get in touch with Steve, it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. This next one, Medicare isn't free. It isn't. <laughs> nothing's free. Well, oh. yeah, nothing. Nothing's free in this world. And so this is another one that comes as a shocker to some some retirees when they get hit with their Medicare bill. Um, more accurately, they're seeing the Medicare Part B getting deducted from their Social Security. And uh, so Medicare is far from free. And what you see with that Part B premium is that it goes up every single year. And so even though you're getting 
a cost of living adjustment. And this is why we spend so much time, Teresa, talking about inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you're getting that cost of living adjustment in your Social Security, the cost of your Part B premium is going up by a faster percentage than the cost of living on your Social Security. So what happens is Part B becomes a bigger and bigger piece of your Social Security every single year. And um, it's not that's not like your only medical expense, if you think about it, because you're going to have coinsurances, deductibles. Um, if you buy a supplemental plan, you'll have in pre- premiums on that as well. And all of those things eat away at your retirement income, which what that does is it makes your inflation as a retiree, because you're consuming more medical care and more medical related expenses, it makes your inflation higher than the average person's inflation because they don't consume as much in medical expenses and medical expenses inflate faster than general inflation. So, you know, retirement is a milestone you want to look forward to, but you also really, you know, want to be prepared for those senior years because you don't want to run out of money because of a health situation and you want to plan accordingly and avoid unwanted surprises. And so that's what we look to do. Um, And for the first 15 callers that call into the show, we're going to give a no cost, uh, you know, no obligation, complimentary review, an entire financial plan. Um, it's a chance for you to get an education about your money so that you can make the best decisions going forward. What we found is that most people don't have a true understanding of three basic things. One, they don't know how much they're paying in fees and commissions. So they're they're cutting into their returns with unnecessary fees. They don't know how much risk they're taking or if they're taking the right amount of risk. And they don't understand the tax implications of retirement savings, which we're going to delve into a little bit later in the show. So we're going to sit down with you if you're one of the first 15 callers and help you understand those issues. And many of our radio listeners who have actually gone through this process uh, become clients, and then we would do ongoing reviews. Some don't, but most do. And um, the process isn't designed to turn every listener into a client. It's just an extension of the education that we try and offer on the show. Uh, we can't give specific advice to your unique situation on the radio, so it's an opportunity for us to answer those kind of lingering questions you might have out there. So if you call right now and you're one of the next 15 callers, not only will you get that free uh, financial review, you'll get a second opinion, and you'll get our 10 steps to successful retirement uh, absolutely free. Okay, and that number to call, Steve, it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. This is for retirees and pre-retirees. It's common sense planning and straight talk instead of financial double talk and a sales pitch you might get somewhere else. Folks, you just need to sit down and get a financial roadmap put together. And Steve sees could translate that complex financial world into something that just makes sense. It's an excellent chance for you to get a true, practical financial review. Again, that number to call Steve, it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Uh, all callers who call in will receive a comprehensive financial review. It's going to show you where you are now, but most importantly, the review is going to show you a roadmap to get you where you need to be. In short, you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Call Steve now, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Again, as we were mentioning, Steve is a fiduciary, and that means he's got your best interests in mind. He's got over two decades of experience, and uh, he's he's trained other advisors at some of the largest financial firms and insurance companies across the country. And, you know, 
put all that together, the years of experience being a fiduciary, that's important. You want someone who's got that knowledge behind them and, uh, and also that experience and helping how many clients across, you know, across the Eastern Seaboard. So we're going to give, give Steve a call right now. It's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. And the phones are ringing, folks. Spots are starting to fill up. Get a spot on Steve's calendar right now. And we've got another segment coming up. What's straight ahead, Steve? According to research from Northwestern Mutual's 2020 Planning and Progress Study, the economic impact of COVID-19 has changed the retirement timeline for 30% of Americans. We'll break it down when we come back. You are tuned to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. You can also check out his website, laurelwealthsolutions.com. And Steve, in your book, you've got some pretty good examples of how you help people, um, you know, out with their retirement. Um, Like you said, there is no cookie-cutter strategy when it comes to retirement. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's everyone has their own kind of unique retirement situation. And we're going to talk, uh, we talk about that throughout the show, but we're going to talk about about it in, in this segment in particular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're mentioning about uh, Northwestern Mutual. They had a study that finds about 20% of U.S. adults age 18 and older plan to delay retirement beyond what they expected. And while 10% plan to accelerate their timelines and retire earlier than anticipated. And some of those reasons that we're going to break down is retirement obstacles come in at number one. Yeah, so there's there's several different retirement obstacles, but the way their weight on, on people is different at different times. And I, a lot of it has to do with what's going on in the world, obviously. So the study finds that the greatest obstacles to financial security and retirement have flip-flopped during the pandemic. So before COVID-19 began to spread, Lack of savings was the top obstacle. So 42% said the reason they're kind of delaying retirement is that they don't have enough saved. Um, and that was followed by healthcare costs, 38%, and then the economy, 34 Well, as you might expect, with COVID uh, wreaking havoc on the economy, now the economy is the number one obstacle to people, uh, 49%, according to this study, followed by lack of savings at 33 and healthcare costs at 32 So... Um, what the findings reveal is that people are relying um, heavily on Social Security as a funding source during retirement, but don't have great faith that it will actually be there when they need it. So Social Security ranked in the study as the top source of retirement funding, and it accounted for 27.2% of Americans' overall retirement funding, but only one-fifth of the people surveyed, so that's one in five, um, believed that it was actually likely to be there when they're ready to use it, which is not a glowing endorsement of social security. No. So, I mean, when we think about that, just in a nutshell, it's like, you're so you're knowing that you have to rely on this source of income, but it's, it's shaky at best in your mind. Um, So it gives you a lot of uncertainty about retirement. And whenever we're uncertain about something or have anxiety about something, we make it out to be a lot worse than what it is. And so what, what's our gut instinct and what this study bears out is that 20% of people felt this way. 
their gut instinct was, oh, I'm going to push back retirement. So it's it's easier when something is too difficult for us to handle right now for us to just push it down the road. And so that's what you're seeing with this. Now, the 10% that plan to accelerate, maybe you're in a job where you're you're dealing, and we talked about this in a previous show where I have a, the client who's a school nurse and her job was working with, you know, uh, elementary school children as a school nurse, giving a Band-Aid here and there when someone fell. And now she's like a public health administrator because of COVID. So she wanted to retire earlier. There are a lot of people who are in those type of positions that are wanting to retire earlier because of the situation in the world. Um, so people's, some people's jobs got a heck of a lot more stressful during the pandemic. Um, the other thing that is an obstacle that wasn't mentioned in the study, because this is looking just at kind of the financial obstacles, mm -hmm. is is the mental component of retirement, right? So sometimes we don't retire on our own terms. Someone else tells us it's time to retire, or sometimes maybe we get an offer uh, to retire early from work. So I had a client just this past week that got an offer to um, take an early retirement. And... Um, she did not see herself retiring for at least another five to seven years. And she, you know, she said, mentally, I'm not ready to retire. So financially, she was in a position where she, if she took the offer, she could retire, but she mentally wasn't ready. She enjoyed her work. She wasn't ready to give it up. So ultimately she turned down the offer, but that's another big part of it is that you want to be mentally ready to retire because it's not just your paycheck that stops. It's part of your identity that stops. And it's 40 to 60 hours of your week that, you know, stops being filled. So, um, so that leads kind of to the second thing we're going to talk about, Teresa. Yes. And that is working longer. Yes. And so what a lot of people do is they end up working longer. And so, um, one in five, 21% of US adults expect to work past the traditional retirement age of 65. Among those who do, nearly 45% say it's because of necessity, whereas 55% say it's choice. So that's a very important number. So 45% are, are working not because they want to work. So they're working because they have to work. Right. Um, the, you know, the top reason for those people is that they say they haven't saved enough to comfortably retire. And so the other top reasons is they don't feel like Social Security will be enough for them to live on, and maybe they haven't, you know, that ties into the retirement savings aspect. Um, and they're concerned about rising health care and inflation. So they also, a lot of times, you'll see where someone re pushes back retirement, and I had this situation also um, just recently with a, a, a prospect that I just met. Um, where they have something happen late in life. In her case, it was a divorce, right? So now you've planned with two incomes and a certain amount of assets. And now all of a sudden you have less assets and less income coming in. And so um, that can cause you to want to work a little bit longer or maybe work past that traditional 65. Um Sometimes it might be um, something related to a child coming back home, right? So if you have a child that has some type of a problem that um, comes back in and, you know, you need to provide for them, whether it's a health situation, um, it can cause you to, to work longer. Um, just a kind of a personal story. Um, you know, my cousin, her son had a, um, a brain aneurysm and he survived it, thank God. 
but he is going to need assistance for the rest of her life, his, the rest of his life, and she needs to she needed to delay her retirement and and make modifications to her home and and do all these different things to um you know because of that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is if you make a big financial loss, and so um, it's definitely one of those things that you wanna you want to spend some time and, and give thought to. And then you want to make a plan to be able to do the things that you want to do. So you've spent your whole life working. You spent say 40 years of your life working. Now you have these next 20 to 30 years to enjoy all that, all the fruits of that labor. Well, you want to, you want to really think out, well, what are the things that I want to do? What are the things that I want to do first? What are the, where, you know, who, what do my social interactions going to be? Who am I going to be spending time with? Um, does my family live nearby? Do they, you know, am I going to have to be traveling multiple times a year to see kids and grandkids? So um, these are all things that that go into it. Um, so, you know, you definitely want to sit down and you want to you want to structure a plan. And I mean, we we talk about that all the time. But if you ha- if you're dealing with a if you've created a plan and you're not you haven't created a well-defined goal, then your plan is not worth the paper that it's written on, because you really need to think about what your lifestyle is going to look like because that really should determine your asset allocation and all the elements of your plan. And so, and all of those things will fit in to varying degrees. So when we look at social security and what you're paying in investment fees and your level of risk, all of those things are going to factor in, but they need to be, there needs to be a central theme of what we're trying to accomplish. So um, that's, that's really what we mean when we say, you know, there's no cookie cutter solution. And so what it all boils down to is the pieces of the financial puzzle and how they fit together. And if you call right now, we still have, I think, 10 spots left, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do, we're going to put together a comprehensive plan for you for absolutely free, no obligation. Um, we'll talk you through all those different pieces of the puzzle. So some of those things that you might want to consider, for instance, are social security, at what age should you start taking social security? We'll do a social security uh, timing analysis for you. Uh, risk, how much risk are you taking in your portfolio? Well, we're gonna look and give you a projected rate of return on what and, and risk level for your portfolio as it is and maybe what a better strategy is. Um, fees, we're gonna actually show you in dollars all those hidden fees that you're paying. So you get a booklet every year or prospectus um, that will tell you in percentages what you're paying. We're going to show you in dollars because when you see it in dollars, I think it's a lot more powerful. And a lot of times you don't realize how much you're paying. Taxes. Um, so you might think, oh, I have a, a million dollars saved, right? Like what we were talking about earlier. But if that million dollars is all in a pre-tax retirement savings, you don't really have a million dollars because guess what? Uncle Sam has a cut of that. And so, um, and then an income plan, right? So you want to you want to make sure your income keeps pace with inflation. So it's great that you kind of have an idea of what you're going to spend once you have that well-defined goal, but then you have to adjust it for inflation. And so um, inflation is a big is a big risk in retirement because it it erodes your purchasing power. And so if you don't have if you haven't if you're not planning for the right level of inflation, then you're you're basically failing to plan. So obviously there's a lot that we need to discuss and we found that most people haven't planned thoroughly enough to address all those issues. So again, if you're one of the next 10 callers and you've been managing your retirement plan by yourself and you're now realizing, hey, wow, there's, 
there's a lot of food for thought there. Let me let me call Steve. Well, now is your opportunity. We're gonna we're gonna do that for the next ten callers. If you could give them the number, Teresa, that'd be great. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. The first step is to sit down with a financial advisor and put a plan in place. That is so important. And it's like we've something we're talking about today resonates with you, whether it's tax planning. We, we've got different things, you know, Social Security. We just want that overall big picture, second opinion, whatever it may be. Give Steve a call right now, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Take the stress out of planning for your future. Give Steve a call. Phones are ringing and spots are filling up. What is straight ahead, Steve? You've got a 401k, and that's good. But when we come back, we'll dig into why having a Roth IRA to complement it might be just what the retirement doctor ordered. Details after this. Welcome back to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He's also president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. And you can check out his website, laurelwealthsolutions.com. And we talked about this, you know, Steve talked about this earlier, he alluded to it, talking about a 401k. And, and, they're, and they're great to have. And, and a lot of time you've got a matching contribution from your employer. So if you're already saving to that, you might think the Roth IRA might be an unnecessary addition to your retirement plan. But you could be surprised to learn there are four Roth IRA features that will improve your financial flexibility. First one, and we've seen this last year, maybe a little bit carrying over to this year, access your contributions in a pinch. You know, with everything going on with the pandemic, some people had to. Right. No, and it's it's amazing that a lot of a lot of uh, people nearing retirement they haven't given the Roth IRA. It's just it's just due or it's it's uh-huh. just thought. Right. Um, because they think, well, I'm so close to retirement. Why would I need a Roth IRA? Mm-hmm. But the Roth IRA is actually kind of the nuclear weapon of retirement savings because the money you put in there, you can make as much as you want, and it's tax-free. And so um, the other great thing that you just mentioned, um, one of the you know four things that we're going to cover, is that you can access your contributions. And so um, if you do have an emergency, and say you put in uh, now, if you're over fifty, you could put in seven thousand for the you know for the current tax year. Say you put in seven thousand, and then you realize, you know what, that was a little bit more than I, I bit off a little bit more than I can chew and I need to get my $7,000 back. You can do that. Um, so you can withdraw your contributions at any time without taxes or penalties. And that's because you didn't get a deduction for it. Like the like with your 401k, you're putting the money in pre-tax so you're getting a deduction. So the IRS doesn't impose any restrictions on the money that you're contributing because you're not, it's after-tax money. It was already your money. And so... Um, you can still get hit with an early withdrawal penalty if you're under 59 and a half and you're taking out from earnings. But um, that's only if you're pulling earnings, not if you're pulling contributions. Now, caveat to that is that reaching into your Roth kind of defeats the whole purpose of the Roth because if you're putting money into the Roth to have it grow tax-free, then you want to keep the money in there to have it grow tax-free. So um, reaching into your Roth early is never an ideal thing, but it might, you know, if push comes to shove, it may end up being your best solution. 
um, or may have the the most minimal impact on your retirement plan. So you'd look at some of the things if you had a, uh, an emergency and you needed to access money, you might look at pulling from the Roth or you might look at taking a loan from your 401k. Um, a lot of banks are not doing home equity lines of credit anymore. Um, so, or they've, they've frozen the ability to do those. Um, but if you, to the extent you could find a home equity line of credit, sometimes that, that can be, that can be another source of, of tapping into an emergency in lieu of a Roth. But it's, again, these are all decisions that you'd want to have someone giving you advice on, um, and telling you when that emergency comes up, Hey, here's the best place to take it from. Yeah. And, and that's great advice. Absolutely. Also, um, taking tax-free withdrawals is another great point of the Roth IRA. So this is one that a lot of people don't really even understand the benefit of this. So like a, a lot of times I'll talk to someone in their early 50s and they, they're they plugging away money into a, the 401k pre-tax and they actually have a surplus coming in, meaning that they're they're spending less than what they're they're making in their income. And I say to them, well, why aren't you just doing Roth contributions? And they say, well, I need the tax deduction. Well, you don't really need the tax deduction if the money's just sitting in your bank account and you're not spending it. And so um, what tax-free withdrawals does is it allows you to be able to choose where you take your money from. And so what happens is with the 401k, say you build up a seven-figure balance, um, you're going to have a six-figure minimum distribution potentially when you retire, um, and those would start at 72. And at that point, maybe you're not spending anywhere near that, but now you can no longer control your tax brackets. And so because our tax brackets are incremental, you pay a higher percentage. So the benefit, of, the beneficiary of that is Uncle Sam. So instead of maybe being in a 12% bracket, you now jump to a 22% bracket. Well, what having the tax-free withdrawals on the Roth does is it allows you to manage those distributions to, to manage the tax bracket. So you can stay at a certain tax bracket without jumping to the next tax bracket. So if you need additional income over, over and above what you're taking from, say, pre-tax retirement accounts, you could use the Roth there. Um, so that's that's a huge advantage. So in, in practice, having that source of tax-free income, it also has an emotional benefit, right? Because um, you're less affected by the tax the tax changes and you can budget for living expenses a little bit easier because you're not worried about art, you know, and we've been seeing this recently with headlines, uh, is my taxes going to go up? This has been one of the number one questions we've been getting over the last few weeks with the news about the capital gains tax and mm -hmm. the, the news about um, potential increases to the tax brackets. So um, it gives you a little bit more certainty in, in any given year. So um, that's a huge, huge advantage of the Roth IRA. Yeah, another good one. And the number to get in touch with Steve, it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Um, no effect on taxability of your Social Security. That's, that's great. <laughs> no tax. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of people don't realize that their Social Security can be taxed. Um, and the IRS will tax up to 85% of your Social Security, not, not an 85% tax rate. Let's be clear about that. 85% is counted uh, as taxable. So if you were getting a thousand, there's a potential that you could pay. They could include 850 of that in your income um, as in terms of taxes. So depending on how much combined income. So th that's another 
another kind of thing that a lot of people don't understand is they look at their gross income a lot of times. So a lot of things will say you need to have an adjusted gross income of less than uh, less than a th- certain amount. But Social Security uses a combined income figure, which um, you know if you're married is between thirty two thousand and forty four thousand. So if you're making over forty four thousand dollars of combined income, then eighty five percent of your social security will be taxable. And that combined income includes municipal bond interest, which is normally tax-free interest, but does not include tax-free income from a Roth IRA. So um, that is a huge, huge advantage because what they're looking at is they're looking at your wages, they're looking at um, any pensions, they're looking at all of your income sources all the things that make up your normal adjusted gross income, plus they're adding in all of your tax-free interest from things like municipal bonds, and then half of your social security. And so that that number, if it's more than forty-four thousand, and you're filing jointly, um, you know you're going to be paying some taxes on that on that social security. And so the Roth definitely helps you manage that that situation and helps you can help you avoid taxes on your social security. Okay. All right. Great point. I'm, I'm going to liken this to a Seinfeld character. No RMDs for you. <laughs> yeah. No soup for you. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, now we just need that puffy shirt that. Yes. Uh, right. <laughs> the the um, RMD is something that causes a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we talked about this a little bit earlier, but if you have a pre-tax retirement plan, whether you want to or not, um, and we see this a lot with like, say, state employees or teachers, um, where they have a nice pension that's more than enough for them to live on, but they also have, um, you know, a deferred retirement savings, you know, whether the, whether it be like a deferred retirement option plan, if you're a Florida employee, or if you have just a kind of a 457 plan or 403B plan, um, and you, maybe you don't need to touch that money, but guess what, at 72 the IRS makes you start touching it. And so now you're taking out income that you don't really need. Whereas in the Roth, there's no minimum distribution. So that money that you're not taking out to spend can be growing and earning money tax-free, which is a huge advantage. Um, It also gives you, like we've mentioned throughout this segment, the flexibility to decide how much you're going to pay in taxes. So it allows you to maybe stretch out your minimum distributions and maybe start taking, you know, maybe if you're retired at 62, maybe to start taking IRA distributions to mini- to minimize the size of what's going to be in that account and spread out the number over a larger number of years because you have the Roth to fall back on for growth uh, for those later retirement years. So um, it's all about how things fit in- fit together in a plan, but a Roth can definitely be a very, a, a very underrated solution. Yeah, because Roth IRA gives you options, which is which is great. Right. No, it's 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 definitely a very nice resource when you're planning for an uncertain future, because of the flexibility, like we're like we've been talking about. And uh, there's so many different situations that can come up, mm-hmm. and you know, there's just there you just never know what's what's around the corner, um, and it's much better when you have an emergency, if if you have the flexibility to say, hey, you know what, I'm not going to compound my negative situation from this emergency with a giant tax bill next April by taking out from my, my 401k. Right. right. So, um, 
so to have that flexibility is is a huge 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 advantage and uh you know what we're gonna look at you know when we sit down with people and we i think we still have five five spots left um for the people who call in right now is we're gonna create a, a review um that will will essentially be a full-blown financial plan it's going to show you all right here's what your minimum distribution projects to be if you do nothing right if you continue on the same path here's what it would look like if you add in the roth here's how much you'd save over the course of your retirement and taxes by doing the roth and this is a free report to the next five callers and uh you know this could potentially save you thousands of dollars in taxes over the course of your retirement just simple simple adjustments and these are the small tweaks that we look at and as you mentioned we're we're fiduciaries we're we're gonna point out to you the things that are in your best interest and we're gonna show you hey look it's probably not in your best interest to pay these fees or it's probably not in your best interest to save the taxes now when you're gonna need this much more tax savings later and so um, that's all included in the report and we're gonna make that available to the next five callers 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Today is your opportunity to build the tomorrow that you want. Folks, there's no cost or obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation to find out what your investments are really costing you because of those high fees or commissions, what future tax implications will be, and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement. Pick up the phone and call Steve now. Again, he's got a few spots left. The phones are ringing, and uh, Steve is an advisor you can trust. He's there by your side. He's listening to your concerns and your plans for your future. Let him put together a lifetime customizable retirement plan for you. Again, that number, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Take advantage of this great opportunity, folks. Got one more segment left. Steve, what's coming up? Well, it, it always, it, it shouldn't surprise me anymore at this point, but we get such great questions from our listeners. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have some answers for them. folks for spending your Sunday, part of your Sunday with us. You are tuned to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Chariso Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is a fiduciary with over two decades of experience and wants to help out you. He's also president and founder of Laurel Weld Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. Again, we get so many great questions every week. We're going to tackle a few of those right now. Actually, I'm going to let Steve tackle them because <laughs> he's the <laughs> expert in all this, so I'm going to let him have at it. So first one up is Robert from Haines City. He says, I inherited a small IRA when my mom died, and is there any way to avoid income taxes? I don't need the income at this time, and I could keep it in an IRA. You can keep it in an IRA. It would depend how long you can keep it in the IRA for. It depends on uh, when your mother passed away. So if she passed away after um, January 1st of 2020, um, you would have to liquidate the account within 10 years. But you could defer it for up to 10 years. Um, obviously, if you defer it for 10 years, you'd be taking out a lump sum in that 10th year, which would potentially put you in a higher tax bracket. Um, now, if you're going to be retired in 10 years and maybe you're going to be in a lower tax bracket, 
um, you could manage that. But that's one of those things that we would look at on a one-on-one -on -one situation. If she died prior to the, the rule change, um, then you would be able to do a beneficiary IRA and take minimum distributions. Um, in that situation, though, however, you would have to um, you would have to take out a distribution from it every single year. It'd be a small amount because you said it's a small IRA and it'd be a small percentage of that small IRA, but you would have to pay taxes every year on that and you could defer the rest. Okay. All right. And next up is Shirley in Windermere. I am considering cutting back to part-time work. I'm 63 years old and my husband passed away a few years ago. Would it be possible to receive his social security benefits and still work part-time? Well, first off, Shirley, sorry for your loss. Um, and the good news is, yes, you could um, take Social Security on your husband. But remember, you're not yet full retirement age. Um, and I don't know um, if your husband had started collecting Social Security um, before he passed. And if he did, if he if he started it early, that would also reduce your survivor benefits. If he started it later... Um, at 70, that would potentially increase um, your survivor benefit. Um, so your survivor benefit could be reduced um, all the way down to 71%, um, depending on when uh, you start. And it could also be reduced, um, you know, if he started early. And so that's, uh, that's one of the things you want to consider when you're doing any kind of survivor benefit. The other thing that you're going to want to look at is the fact that you mentioned you're working part-time. Now, I'm not sure what you make in income from that job, but if you're making more than $18,950, for every $2 you make above that, you're going to lose a dollar of Social Security. Now, um, it's not really lost. It's just it, it's withheld and paid to you at a future date. Um, but you know it kind of defeats the purpose of collecting it early. So um, there's one of those things that you want to sit down and, and put together a plan and, and work with someone who has social security timing software, which, um, my firm has, uh, you know, but that's one of those things where you want to look and really make sure it's, it's something, uh, that is in your interest to do, because if you're collecting the social security and don't really need it to live on, you're probably most likely better off waiting, uh, but a, a great question. And again, sorry for your loss. Okay. Number to get in touch with Steve's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Up next is Maddie in Ocala. My company offers a 401k and a Roth 401k. Currently, I contribute 6% to my 401k and 8% to my Roth 401k. Is this a good long-term strategy? I want to contribute all to my 401k. Roth 401k starting in July this year. Is that a better strategy? Maddie, I love your question. Um, and I love your thought process on this. Yes, it is. I, I personally think it is a better strategy um, to contribute to the Roth. However, let me put some caveats on that, right? So, um, so there's no, just like there's no cookie cutter plan, there's no cookie cutter advice when it comes to this. You have to be able to look at your budget. So that's um, that's the most important thing because remember you're taking that 6% and you're putting it in pre-tax. So it's, it's saving you on taxes, which correspondingly makes your check a little bit bigger. 
So if you switch it to all Roth, your check will get smaller. And so now if you are running a surplus every month to where your savings is growing, the easiest way to look at that is, hey, is my savings balance growing from month to month? And if it is, then most likely you can do, you could switch to Roth. If you're, if you're running credit card debt, then switching to Roth and shrinking your paycheck doesn't make sense. So you don't want to save to a detriment. What do I mean by that? Well, you don't want to save and then because you're saving so much, you don't have enough money to, to live on and then you end up spending money on credit cards that, you don't, that you're not paying off at the end of the month. And so uh, within, if, if you're able to stick within a budget and you have, and you have, sur, you have a surplus income now, then I would definitely say go ahead and, and the, put it all in the Roth. Um, otherwise, I would say, you know, maybe stay the same or even maybe even reduce the Roth if you're running a, a deficit every month. Okay. All right. Great advice. Great advice. And our last question comes from Ed in Orlando. I am turning 70 years old and I have about 180000 in a simple savings account. I realize now that I have lost many opportunities for growth of this money over the years by not placing it in a different type of account. At my age, my options for investing this money are much smaller. What should I consider doing with this money to help it grow? Well, Ed, there's no simple answer to this as well. Um, this is really what we're talking about with, with planning and, and the whole um, there's no cookie cutter solution because how do we know that 180000 is is too much to keep in savings. We, you know, we'd have to look at your goals. We'd have to look at what you're spending. Um, if you have a surplus income coming in right now, then most likely um, the hundred eighty thousand could be invested a little bit more aggressively. But you also want to do investments that you're comfortable with, right? So it doesn't do you any good to take that hundred eighty that's been sitting in the bank and then go and put it into something like an index fund. And then the second the index fund starts to lose money, you get nervous and pull it out. So there was probably a reason that you were keeping that much money in the savings account. And so we'd really kind of need to dig a little bit deeper. Um, and so we would also really want to look at your goals and what your spending is to determine what the appropriate level of a cash cushion is, because it's probably a little bit higher than what you think. Um, and, um, and then we would want to look to see if there was opportunities for you to save money on taxes or if there was some type of a tax strategy that you could do by investing some of that money uh, and getting you know either tax advantaged income or or tax-free growth and so um, there's no real simple solution to that to your question um, it on the surface I understand it's frustrating to get a, a hundredth of a percent on a on that level of a balance so I would say that there's definitely things that you can do that will earn you more money. Um, but I don't know that you necessarily want to jump into the market at an all-time high, uh, especially when you've been very risk-averse to this point. So um, you'd want to do it in a measured way, and you'd want to do it in the context of a plan. And we talk about that all the time, Teresa. We, you know, you want to always make decisions in the context of a plan. Oh, sure. Um, it's so important uh, you know, to have a plan and to have, to have something in place. And to, to monitor it and to do ongoing review and, and, and measure. And if you, if you measure, you make better decisions. And so, you know, you know, to Ed's point, um, he might not feel like he's making any money on his, his money right now, uh -huh. but what that money does for him is it gives, it helps him sleep well at night. Right. 
So there's there's a there's a certain amount of cash that you need to have on hand mm-hmm. to be able to sleep well at night. And what what do I mean by that? Well, having the money on hand to where you're not going to panic on the money that's invested when it goes down because you know you have this other money that's safe that if you needed it you could tap into that's not going anywhere. And right. so um it's very important to have that. And so um and that's part of the that's that's you know exactly what we do in our 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 financial planning process is we're going to show you how much is the right amount of uh, of cash? How much is the right amount to have at risk? How much is the right amount to be producing income? And we still have three spots left, believe it or not. So, um, and we're we're gonna do that for absolutely free. Um, you know, so not not all financial services firms are the same. They people call themselves different things, but what we do is retirement distribution planning, and um, we design, we'll build, and we'll protect. Uh, your income streams and create a strategy for you to live on. Um, and so, you know, that we're going to look at your unique situation and we're going to make recommendations that are tailored to your specific needs. Um, you'll see for yourself that this approach really makes a difference for you and your family. And so uh, there are no cookie cutters. It's a customized individual plan. Um, we're going to show you conservative investment options if that's what the plan dictates. We'll show you some aggressive investment options if that's what the plan dictates. But we're going to make we're going to teach you to make decisions inside the context of a plan. And we're going to help you create that financial discipline through budgeting, through making, you know, making decisions um, that make sense relative to your goals. And when you walk out of that meeting, you should hopefully have a much clearer picture or, or hopefully at least at the very least feel a lot more confident uh, as you move forward and maybe be able to sleep a little bit better at night. So um, we're going to do, we're going to, we still have three spots. I know they're going fast. Um, and uh, Teresa, if you could just give them the number on that. Sure. That number to call Steve, it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Get some peace of mind to take the stress out of planning for your future and call Steve right now. And folks, it all starts with a plan. You want to sit down and uh, get a financial roadmap put together. Steve's going to translate the complex financial world into something that just makes sense, something that is simple to understand. And uh, most importantly, it's an, indiv- an individualized, tailored plan to you. As Steve, Steve has, has in his book, there's no cookie-cutter approach. Everything is unique to the person that... Um, to everybody out there, your your situation's unique. And it's not one size fits all. It's all individualized. And Steve's going to put that plan together for you. Again, that number to call, we've got a couple spots left, and I do hear the phones ringing. It's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Your last chance for today, give Steve a call and take the stress again out of planning for your future. 800-705-9995. As always, Steve, I learned so much, learned a lot this weekend, and I'm looking forward to next weekend show already. We will see you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday and uh, keep it locked in here for next week. We'll see you right back here next weekend for the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso.